Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It is Friday morning as we edge towards a very big weekend in the world of sport on all fronts. Cricket, um, of course, tennis. We're heading into the finals at the Australian Open and Brett Phillips will join us soon. Uh, Good morning to you and welcome to the program for our SENQ 693am Brisbane listeners and 1620am listeners on the Gold Coast as well. 0457 736 736 is the text line. 1300 01 1170 is our open line. As I mentioned, men's semifinals now will be the focus at Melbourne Park off the back of the women's singles semi. So we know our finalists and BP will bring us up to speed with that. Jack Robinson's going to be my special guest in this hour of the program. Who's Jack? Number three on the World Surfing Tour last year, his rookie year where he won two events along the way and he's getting ready for Pipeline to start So we're going to catch up with Jack on the North Shore of Hawaii. And this morning, something that we've been chatting about earlier is around the typical athlete because Jack Robinson, and when you hear um, the the background story of Jack, you'll understand he's so stereotypically surfing. (laughs) He grew up as a grommet over in Margaret River. He had the little blonde shock. He was a surfing prodigy. And he's made his way all the way to the very top. So Brooksy and I, Brooksy's back in the chair again today, have been trying to throw this on to you. See if you can stump us, because we reckon we can pick any of the stereotypical kind of athletes. Out of the box, we had, we've had chess players thrown at us. We reckon we can come up with a way that we're going to pick who that or what that athlete does. Some are really simple. Some are easy to pick. Some are very hard. But that's your challenge this morning. See if you can stump us. 0457 736 736. Let's get down to business. The Australian Open update, thanks to Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar is landing soon. Good morning to you, Brett Phillips, as we head into men's single semifinals day. But the women um, kind of played out the way that you were thinking yesterday when we spoke at this time. Yes, uh Great couple of uh, finals, uh, Maddie. Uh, last night, I thought uh, Arena Savalenka, uh, after really being pushed in that uh, first set, she just went to went to town really in the second set on Magda Lanetta. Uh, she absorbed as much as she could the unseated pole. Who's had this magical run to the semi-finals, and you know, in, in the end, uh, when you've got a tidal wave coming at you, there's only so much you can absorb, and uh, that's the power of uh, uh, Savalenka, who you know makes it through to her first uh, Grand Slam final and. Yeah, it's been a great January for her, Adelaide to Melbourne. We've just seen it building and building and building. And, you know, she's a completely different player than when she was uh, 12 months ago when the serve was going haywire and off the ground she was missing a lot. And then, yeah, Lena right back in her. I mean, I think she's going to be a genuine uh, star of the sport going forward, Matt. I, you know, Wimbledon final, if she wins on the weekend, you know, dual Grand Slam champion. I think there's certainly more to come. She's got such a striking presence in the court. And just to watch her up close uh, last night, Boy, oh boy, there's some power. Um, the power off the ground. It's just, you know, stand and deliver from the baseline. Crunching winners. Uh, the winner speed on her uh, forehand in particular last night was uh, something to be seen. So, yeah, we've got 
yeah, two big servers, two big hitters. It's actually a great matchup uh, mm. in the final. Uh, Sabalenka, you know, trying to achieve what Roy Buckner hasn't, and that's actually win a Grand Slam. So I think we're set for a yeah, pretty good battle Saturday night. Okay, so so when you take a look at Sabalenka's form coming into this and form throughout the tournament, I mean, there's there's barely been a blemish on it, and she just powers her way through. She hasn't dropped a set. Therefore, she's won 10 in a row and she's on the kind of roll that you want to get to when you get to your first big one. But this, yeah, is, she, her, this yeah. is her first big one, BP, isn't it? So how much, mm. how much do you look at that and go, well, this is going to play a big part because there's no other stage like a Grand Slam final? No, exactly right. And I think the, the word we used even with Roy Buckner last night was, um, and even though she's younger and hasn't played as many matches, hasn't won as many titles, hasn't been on the tour for as long, but the thing we love about Roy Buckner is she's so composed out there. Uh, nothing seems to really fluster her. She's got a very animated coach who's uh, barking away uh, from the box, uh, but she just sort of stays pretty ice cool. She doesn't over, overly celebrate that on court. It's not it's not that, um, that tension that sort of Sabalenka can. But I think Arena's got the right balance now and just watching her, you know, mental state, um, she's much better than what she was two or three years ago. She's done a lot of work uh, in that area. So, yeah, I mean, she, you know, she can serve some doubles. I mean, even right back in her periods last night, she went a bit wild. Uh, the moment, the occasion, until we get there tomorrow, you know, who's going to handle it best? We'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, I think for Sabalenka, um, she's been on a mission. And, you know, she's been to semifinals and been close. And with all the seeds going out, this is, this is her best opportunity to win one. And I think that'll galvanise her. When you look at the four who were left um, and the big names and those that we've just discussed who've made it through, the, the one that missed out is Magda Lynette. And she, I reckon, is a fascinating story the whole way through. But she's 30 years of age. So what does she take out of her, of her run throughout this tournament? Yeah, well, certainly, you know, some belief that she can actually beat uh, top-line players. I mean, to take down all the seeds that she did just shows uh, the really small margins. And, you know, she's been a really, really solid player uh, who's carved out a, a pretty decent career inside the top 100 for uh, you know, quite a few years now, but never been able to make that breakthrough. Uh, there's no... No guarantee she'll get back there. I mean, third round had been her previous best. I mean, sometimes a player just through the draw or just the little bit of form they're in can have one slam in their career where they where they strike. If you go back and look at a lot of CVs of uh, players across their journey, uh, they might have made one quarterfinal, one semifinal in their life, um, you know, due to circumstances happening. So, you know, her ranking improves significantly uh, to see her competing at all the, the big events and, you know, possibly being seeded uh, now at uh, slams if she can maintain that. Uh, but she'll have some points to defend. Um, so, yeah, some confidence, um, certainly that, you know, she can match uh, some of the best players. How cool is the Rinky Hijikata and Jason Kubler run going through this? I mean, we, we rode the wave of Kyrgios and Kokonakis last year, and it's another wave, this one, but a little bit different, um, very different in their approach and the noise, <laughs> but they're so laid back, aren't they? Yeah, a couple of great young guys. I, I sat on Rod Laver yesterday, and it was great. This is what uh, moving the, thir- the the semis to a Thursday night has sort of opened up what they do with the schedule and they let all the grand pass holders in. So it was not quite full for Kyrgios and Kokonakis last year, but three quarters full, great atmosphere and two guys who, you know, just sort of had this great synergy out on court. Uh, they complement each other really well. Obviously it's unexpected. They got a wild card. Okay, let's go out and play, see how we go. They beat the top seeds. They grow in confidence. 
Uh, and, you know, Kubler and, and, and Hidgey Carter are going to be continuing on the singles path. Uh, Jason looking for top 50 this year and Ricky trying to get top 100. That'll be both their goals. So this is a little added bonus. Uh, but, you know, to whatever happens in their singles career, if they win a, a doubles grand slam, a bit like Thanasi and Nick uh, the previous year, that's on your resume uh, forever. And um, you, you'll take that any day. So, yeah, the boys are chock full of confidence. They're going to play an unseated pair. And they'll have an Aussie crab behind them. So I think they'll get the chocolates tomorrow night. They're playing good tennis. So today starts at midday uh, local time. Mixed doubles final. Sonia Mertzer. I didn't know that um, Sonia Mertzer and Rowan Bapana were still going. Mertzer's 36 and um, Bapana's into his 40s. So that'll be the mixed doubles final. And then the men's semi. So give me your thoughts on this. these two matchups. Hutchinoff and Tsitsipas first. And then later tonight, Djokovic and Tommy Paul. Yeah, well, I suppose you naturally lean to Sitsi Pass, the head-to-head 5-0, what he has achieved uh, during this Open, the form that he's in. Uh, but look, you know, Hutchinov, back-to-back semifinals at the majors and, you know, took down the, uh, the, uh, the scalp of Kyrgios last year in New York in the quarters. So he needs to be, um, you know, certainly given the respect and he's a, he's a big game player, you know, big serve Big forehand, as we know, but I think Steph will probably just be too dynamic as the match unfolds. Uh, you know, getting to net, um, you know, trying to uh, just cut off the angles of Hutchinov. And I, I think, you know, Steph's in a great groove here. He's played great tennis, can have a lot of Greek support in the crowd. So I think he gets the job done, but maybe not as comfortably as uh, some of the meetings previously against Hutchinov. And then, look, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a mountain that is extremely big to climb uh, for Tommy Paul. I was actually out on John Kane Arena yesterday doing a little piece, and he was there training with uh, Brad Stein. He looked pretty relaxed. Um, but the game plan will be interesting, how they, how they try and devise something to unsettle uh, Novak. I mean, he's got to just try and mix things up. Uh, throw caution to the wind, just try some different things out on the tennis court. Don't go toe-to-toe on the baseline with him all day. And maybe, I mean, he's got to get the start. The start, the, 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 the he's got to zone in those first four games. You know, get a couple of early holds and be in the first set because that's where Novak just gets on top. One break of serve and you're, um, you're behind the eight ball. So somehow he's going to try and get in front. So I think you know the start's going to be extremely important for him tonight. Both of those semifinals will be live here on SEN from 2.30 uh, Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Hutchinoff and Tsitsipas and then 7.30 Djokovic and Tommy Paul. Before I let you go, I remember t- talking to James Magnuson about what he looks at in an athlete as to whether or not they're up for it, right? What kind of mood they're in. And of- often body language is the one. You know what Novak's going to be like when he strolls onto centre court this evening, what would you look for from your perspective in Tommy Paul to see whether he's he's on it, he's he's overawed, or or anywhere in between? Yeah, it's always fascinating because we get the vision of the players walking past all the, the champions of the past. That long walk onto Rod Laver Arena, and sometimes you can sort of get a feeling. Other times, it's a, a little bit hard. Um, but you know, you try and look through the eyes and just see where, you know, if the focus is is totally there. I mean, he's quite a um, quite a laid-back, sort of chilled sort of guy. Uh, you know, Brad Stein's worked really hard to, you know, get him far more disciplined, and the results are showing the last two years. But I just want to see that that's that steely look of, yep, I actually believe I can win this match here tonight because I think – I was looking at Rublev walk out the other night, and I just felt – 
there was a sense of not that he was defeated before he started. Mm. Um, it was just a sense. I mean, it mightn't have been correct, uh, but for Tommy, yeah, I mean, just and and don't treat it like you know I've got nothing to lose. I, I hate that saying to be honest. I mean, he might not get back here again. Yes. Take the opportunity, and you know who knows what he can. Who knows what happens? Sport throws up, as we yeah. know. Uh, weird and unpredictable results. Yeah, no, it's a really good way to look at it. You know, the the nothing to lose thing versus the is this going to ever happen thing. So I've got to take it at this moment. It's a really good way to look at it. Good on you, mate. Enjoy today. It's going to be a big one, and looking forward to the coverage. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Brett Phillips joining us there.